All right, everybody, welcome to episode 113 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I am Josh at Real Fantasy TL. I am with the co-host with the most, Drew at DR underscore PRA. And like I say in every intro for, gosh, the last probably 100 episodes, we are a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. So I have to bring two of the DAP Network's finest now that we're in the non-point scoring season to, to guest and to do our thing. So I got at Scott underscore Sidlow and at Andrew Hall FF. Fellas, how are you doing? Doing great. Yeah, baby. Let's do it. This is doing the best great. time of year. That's right, man. It, this is where uh, <laughs> us dynasty folk, we uh, we live, man. We thrive in this. We're... We're trying to figure out rookies. We're trying to figure out trades. We're trying to figure out what leagues we want to end up in. Um, I I already found a league. Um, crazy enough, uh, I wasn't expecting it, but it kind of dropped into my lap, and I'm a degenerate. So I said, "Yeah, okay, cool, let's do this." <laughs> so, um, so before we get into so all the fun. Um, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves, what you do, where people can find you, all the all the good stuff. Andrew, you're the you're the best at that. But Andrew goes before Scott, so I should I'm alphabetical. I should go first. Uh, so I'm at Andrew Hall FF on Twitter, and uh, obviously co-host with the Dynasty Junkies with my man Scott Sidlow over here. And then sometimes Rocky Petrella joins us and has fun with that when he's not too busy doing his thirty other podcasts. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still writing for fantasy pros. I'm still writing for pro football network. I, you know, got a bunch of stuff going on, but glad to be here tonight and talk some fantasy with you guys. This is my favorite time of the year. Awesome. Scott, tell them about yourself. Yeah, man. So the most creative handle in the industry, uh, at Scott underscore Sidlow, nobody knows how to spell it, how to say it. It's uh genius marketing, uh, to be frank. And, um, yeah, man, you could find us on Thursday nights as part of this dap network and uh junkies we are literally junkies we talk about this oh. we eat sleep breathe we're hooked fantasy football and uh yeah it's it's uh it's a great time we've had a couple killer shows here recently we're on this amazing stretch of just incredible guests and we have some amazing guests coming up so you gotta wa- watch watch the feed for some names coming up because it's gonna be mm. Oh man, almost unbelievable to be honest with you. Uh, you know, you guys, I love, I first of all love the show. Um, and you guys always have some amazing guests, but I, I don't know if you guys are going to have guests as good as the two of you being guests on our show. So I mean, you know, I, I hope you can. Uh, no pressure. No pressure. I, I hope. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, whoa, whoa. Let's not set the bar too high here. Low I, bar. Know, low I bar. hope. I hope the lineup is that good, as good as the two of you guys. So, um, no, I appreciate you guys. And Scott, you know, you say your your handle is not creative, but your name before the handle, Portfolio Dynasty. Now that is interesting. So don't sell yourself short and. Honestly, and I say this with all sincerity, sincerity, excuse me. If you ever see Andrew put anything that he has written out there, go ahead and read it. You're going to be better for it. I love reading all of your stuff. Um, I am not a smart person, but I end up being just a little (laughs) bit smarter after I read the the things that you write. So 
um, I but, uh, will uh, I will promote that because I I do love uh, do love your writing. I appreciate um, that, really. You know what? Uh, I, I had a little news thing going on here, but we already have a question, so let, yeah. let's throw this on here. This is from Jerry Bagshaw. Do you guys prefer Sutton or Bateman in Dynasty? And obviously, uh, our guests are going to go first here. So, Hey, well, it's a little bit of foreshadowing here to something that we saw on the timeline that we're going to chat about. So, yeah, I mean, Sutton was a guy for me, man. I loved him in that draft class. Uh, but, but my man Bateman here, uh, I'm going to go Bateman. Um, just the the youth right now. Um, really, that's that's it because we don't know what Bateman's ceiling is. We've seen a good season out of Sutton, and really now it's more dependent on him getting a quarterback. So uh, um, it's Bateman for me out of those two. But I mean, cost prohibitively. Yeah, as I say, if you're asking me today which of the two I prefer, I probably lean Sutton, but it's close enough that I'm not going to get upset. You know, if someone's like, oh, I traded him straight up, I'm not going to be like, oh, you lost that trade, right? Like, no, there's a lot more context to it. I think Sutton is is very much a, a riskier asset than Bateman at this point. I think Bateman's got a higher ceiling and maybe a potentially, you know, longer road in the NFL. I mean, they just did re-sign Sutton, but they re-signed Patrick and they, they got Judy for a while and they don't have a quarterback. And There's a lot of questions on the Denver offense. So I'm not an anti-Sutton, but I mean, Bateman could be one of those guys that becomes a, you know, top 20 wide receiver. And I'm not sure Sutton's in that. In that group, I just I, I don't know. He makes me nervous. So I, I I lean Sutton as a value straight up today. But man, that's a tough question. That's a tough one. All right, Drew, we're tied one one right now. What what do you got? Oh man, uh, I'm not I'm not huge on the the Baltimore passing offense outside of Mark Andrews at this point. So uh, I do I do get the allure of the youth, and you know he had a couple of good games, some high target games. But uh, I, I think for where you can get Sutton. Uh, I'd have to go there and hope that he gets uh, a significant upgrade at quarterback and we'll all be rolling the dice uh, with that wide receiver set. You got Noah Fant there. Currently you've got two running backs that apparently can catch the ball. Okay. So there's going to be a lot of competition, but, um, but yeah, we're all going to be rolling the dice and seeing if we hit the right, right guy to be the next quarterback's target. Um, but I, I would probably lean Sutton out of those two. All right, so th- this actually worked out perfectly because the uh, there's one side of the screen that went with Sutton. Scott went with Bateman. I'm going to go with Bateman as well, so we split the screen perfectly here. Um, listen, Rashad Bateman started the season with an injury, had to get over that, get used to the NFL. He had flashes, but I, I think – what maybe one of the most important things for Rashad Bateman is actually going to be J.K. Dobbins, uh, an actual running back that can scare another team. I mean, the Ravens were running out the, the ghost of Devonta Freeman, the corpse of Latavius Murray. We had like three weeks of Tyson Williams, who, you know, half of us thought was going to be in the Hall of Fame and the other half laughed that half out of the building. Um, I think with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards coming back, um, you put a legit run game out there, opposing defenses are going to have to figure out how they pick their poison. And Hollywood Brown really flashed kind of that first eight weeks of the season. So that could open a lot of things up for Rashad Bateman as well. Cortland Sutton, 
really hasn't been fantasy relevant in any game that Jerry Judy has been healthy. And that worries me because, yeah, Aaron Rodgers could end up there. Deshaun Watson could end up there. All, all these quarterbacks could end up there. But what if they do what they've been doing? They get somebody off the trash heap. They, they take a third-round pick this year and hope that's the guy, kind of like they did in the second round with Drew Locke, what they've done with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, we can go back pretty much every quarterback since Peyton Manning on that team has been a has been or never was. So, um, yeah, give me Bateman. Um, but, Jerry, appreciate that, man. That got the, the old juices flowing. Well, real quick, just so we're I just I feel like this is a good way to, to break the tie maybe even further. Right, We're split down the middle. Bateman and Sutton, very close. We're kind of leaning. Nobody's smashing one one side or the other. DLF, super flex valuation on their trade analyzer as Cortland Sutton ahead by two points, 179 to 177. So it's literally like they're right there in the valuation of things. I would almost say that Sutton is a descending asset. Bateman's an ascending asset. And so that the vectors make it probably lean Bateman in the valuation of things. And I know that's what portfolio players like yourself look at, Scott, is like, where am I going with this? But I, I think, again, it's interesting that even DLF is like, they're really close. <laughs> they're, they're split down the middle, too, even though they're yep. one entity. But they're they're <laughs> split down the middle as well. And yep. and I love that you brought that up because you mentioned uh, when you first started talking about this that you wouldn't say that one side fleeced the other side if this was a straight-up trade. And DLF is saying the same thing. They're saying yep. you're pretty much trading – this same guy for this same guy. So yep. um, it'll be interesting to see what 2022 holds for both of those guys and what free agency and, and off season has for both of those teams. Yeah. So, it's, uh, it's funny you bring up the calculator there, Andrew, because you go over to DTC, right? Which we've had uh, some of those folks. Uh, they would str- side strongly with uh, the left side of the screen close. here. <laughs> uh, so if you have an opportunity to do that. Bateman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, by like a four x multiplier, five wow. x multiplier. Wow. Yeah, seventeen point wow. six to three point three right now. Wow. Oof. And they well, they they fluctuate pretty rapidly with uh, with the market that's out there. So they left somebody... about a month or so behind. I will give them credit. Mm-hmm. They they're pretty good, but they're not to the minute. DTC is usually a little bit better. I, I do want to say this. I think it's actually a pretty interesting twist too. If you go to one quarterback on the DLF analyzer. It's Bateman 341, Sutton 255. So, like, it's it's Bateman by a large margin. So, really? that's interesting that it's so different in the formats, which shouldn't matter at all for two no, receivers. It Again, shouldn't. it's just th- this right. goes exactly to where we were talking about last night. And you'll, you guys are here this week on Addicts. It's like calculators are a tool, they're not meant to be used as a definitive valuation. There is no such thing as a definitive valuation, whereas a guaranteed this person is worth more than the other. We all have our different valuations, and this is a prime case of that. I love it. I mean, we've just proved it w- with us four here. Two of us were like, hey, give me Rashad Bateman. Two of us were like, hey, give me Corlin Sutton. So obviously, you know. Well, and two of us are right. So, I mean, you know, what are you going to say? Yeah, it's the and two I, of us I'm, on this side of the screen. It's up, Drew. Drew's got to stick together. I'm not going to say what's in the name. Two are right. I just know that one of the people that are right, name is Scott. Uh, so, um, <laughs> you know, but I'm not going to name names here. Uh, you literally that, just did. Okay. That, okay. I mean, that's exactly what I did, but I'm fine with that. It's my show. I get to do what I want. Um, so <laughs> let, let's hit the, let's hit the news. Um, obviously the, the big news is, you know, black Monday 
slash Tuesday because the Giants were a day late and a dollar short, like they were a lot of times uh, this season. So, um, so Black Monday, it's happened. We got uh, about the, the normal amount of openings that we get every season. Uh, I'll read them off real quick. We got Las Vegas, Denver, Jacksonville, Miami, Chicago, the New York Giants, and Minnesota. Uh, so, listen, we're not uh, we're not here to do the NFL news. We're we're here to look at this at, from a fantasy pro- prospect here. Um, if one of these teams gets a good coach. Which team do you think could be a fantasy gold mine in 2022? Mm. Um, you know what? I'll start this off so that I can give uh, you guys a little bit of time to think about that. Uh, this might be the obvious answer, but I think it's the right answer. It's Denver. I mean, even if we say, hey, they don't get they don't get Aaron Rodgers. They they don't get Deshaun Watson. Maybe they get Jimmy Garoppolo. And I, I actually had a tweet about Jimmy Garoppolo that, this uh, this week because the disrespect that that man gets is kind of crazy considering we always seem to love the receiving options around him, but we somehow don't even like him. We're just jealous. Um, I mean, he is a good-looking man. He is a good-looking man. Um but but that's not, that's besides the point. Just the weapons they have. If they get an office, offensive-minded head coach in there that can really unlock the, you know, we, we were just talking about Cortland Sutton. Unlock Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick and Javante Willis. We got Noah Fant. Hell, even Albert O comes out once or twice a year and shows you what he can do. I mean... I don't think Melvin Gordon will be back, but if somehow he is, like, my goodness, just get an offensive mind that's not Pat Shermer. Ugh. I mean, <laughs> just saying that name is like, ugh. Um, and I, I think that's a fantasy gold mine. I think that's just, you can just keep drafting players from that team and it will be nice for your fantasy returns at the end of 2022. Um, Drew, I, I muttered. I, I said some things. What about you? What is your your fantasy gold mine there out of those teams? Uh, first thing that came to mind, I, I'm looking at, uh, as much as I hate to see him go, uh, I would love to see somebody like Brian Dable in Chicago and see if he can help build an offense around Justin Fields the same way that he did around Josh Allen. And uh, maybe take some of those guys, you know, Mooney and, and Gabe Davis get lumped together a lot, uh, which Mooney's definitely flashed this year. Um, see what other weapons they get around them. And, you know, get a prospect like Fields, who uh, I know you're a big fan of, Josh. We're definitely uh, competing for him in, in different drafts last year. So yeah. if we can do, if we can find somebody that will do anything close to Josh Allen with Justin Fields uh, and then the assets around him, I think that rising tide lifts all the boats there. And, you know, Montgomery's still a good running back. He's a solid Solid guy, um, you know, makes you respect the run enough and then fields with his athleticism and get another weapon or two. And I love Cole Komet still a uh, big fan there at the tight end position. So I like it. And I, I don't know that their defense is, is good enough to, to stand alone. So should be some fun, uh, some fun games next year if they can get somebody to unlock fields a bit. 
Love it, love it. Andrew, who, who's who's the, who's your team out of those uh, Black Monday? Well, so if, if we're just talking about like from a fantasy standpoint, what can the coach alone change and change fantasy values? I don't mind Denver, but they're missing a quarterback. So it's a coach plus a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't mind Chicago, but they're missing some receivers. I don't mind Mooney, but they've only got Mooney and Robinson's gone. So it's almost like they got a coach and a receiver. For me, it's Minnesota. That team has some studs. You got Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. You're both top five assets in Dynasty. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, what are we doing? Irv Smith is coming back. We got Adam Thielen. Like, they got a ton of offensive weapons, and their coach was a defensive stud. He left. That offensive coach coming in changes that entire team without needing anything else, and it's going to be Minnesota running away with the NFC North, I think, because no offense. I think Aaron Rodgers is leaving Green Bay. I mean, I I hate to say that because I don't want it to happen, but I just think the writing's on the wall. If they don't win the title, I think he's out. If they win, maybe he stays. And obviously Detroit's in a really crazy rebuild. The Chicago, as we just as, as you said, Drew, like they need a little bit of help. They're they're a couple years out. If Minnesota gets a coach that changes the entire scheme of that offense, Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson and Dalvin Cook to the moon. I'm telling you, I think mm. Minnesota is my team that needs one thing. It's the coach. And they're gonna be amazing. And, and Andrew, let me let me pile on here a little bit uh for for the uh, Minnesota cause. KJ Osborne, mm. that man showed out multiple weeks. Yep. And the last week of the season, and I know it's week 18, and maybe we're not watching every game because we don't have fantasy championships on the line, but Amir Smith-Marset, uh, yeah. he he blew up. So you're, you're, you're dead on there. They are stacked everywhere across the board. Let's not forget about Alexander Madison. Um, yep. I always sing his name because of uh, Alexander Madison. I'm with yeah, you. I always do it that I can't <laughs> stop myself. I actually surprised I didn't do it there, but um, I got you. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, they are stacked everywhere on the offensive side of the ball, maybe save the offensive line, but skill position wise, they are stacked everywhere. So, so I love that. All right, Scott, take us home. Who who is that team? Who is uh, who's going to do it? Okay, so I just want to say a quick note on Chicago. You know how when you bring in an offensive coordinator, or head coach, sometimes they like to bring their backup quarterback to help install the system. So imagine Dable coming to Chicago and being like, "Hey, I'm going to bring Trubisky," right? You know, but um, yeah, right. That's brilliant. Uh, <laughs> and and then watch him actually be really good. Like Fields gets hurt and then Trubisky comes in. He's just lighting it up. You be quiet. You watch Um, it. But uh, anyway, um, listen, nothing's going to change with the Bears. It does not matter. Yay, we're excited. Uh, Nagy's gone. Yay, we're excited. Pace is gone. But guess what? The little queen is still sitting up in her box waving. The kids don't care. They're waiting for her to die so they can sell the team. They don't care about football. Nothing's going to change. Be excited all you want. Great. I'm still not going to games next year. Somebody can still have my season tickets because there's still a shit franchise. So uh, with that being said, how you really feel Scott. Uh, <laughs> listen, Andrew, to your point, the, the right answer here is Denver. Josh is right. And here's why, Andrew, here's why I do agree with you that you say, okay, yes, they need a head coach and a quarterback, but nobody wanted to go play with old granddaddy Vic. Okay. He's old school and he's fundamentals and all that. That's great. But the guy made awful decisions. He knew nothing about using the, 
you know, the odds and statistics to make the right moves on going for it and fourth down and all those type of things. He's so out of touch. Uh, he just doesn't have that connection with players. And nobody wanted to go there and be the quarterback. So if now we get a new young head coach in there, somebody who's ready to unlock that offense, look at all the weapons. They put themselves in position, drop in a quarterback. Boom, here we go. Look at what the Bucks had in place. You drop in Tom Brady. Boom, fantasy goal. Well, okay, but so you're saying Aaron Rodgers lands there. Who's the coach that takes them to the playoffs? Who's any, the coach that – any doesn't matter, right? Well, Fleur's so not then, a good coach. He had the 31st-ranked offense before he went there, and look at I'm, now. I'm not arguing. Ooh, I'm saying so it Aaron doesn't Rodgers. matter who the coach is if the quarterback is good, right? So I'm saying if you're if you're telling me it doesn't matter who the coach is, then that, I don't know if that answers this question. Like what head coach unlocks the offense? Any, it doesn't matter. Then that doesn't, any, that's not the answer. Any head coach that comes in there and wants to – revolutionize or bring them into this time you know it's not the 80s anymore Vic Fangio um you know anyone that comes in will now be an attractive spot for it. what, what about Marvin Lewis position. what about Marvin Lewis Hugh Jackson no Adam Marvin's Gase. going back to Cincinnati. you're saying any coach what about Adam Gase in Denver what would that do to yes you? Would, you Adam think Gase would go would be there wonderful in Denver <laughs> if he had Aaron Rodgers <laughs> write this down Aaron Rodgers is not going to Denver if Adam Gase is the head coach I guarantee that but I'm saying like it's not any head coach right there are definitely there are definitely bad coaches that get third fourth fifth chances Marvin Lewis if Marvin Lewis goes to Denver only like, Cincinnati would ugh. continue not firing Marvin Lewis I'm sorry Andrew but that's no, no, another I, terrible franchise that could not make a good trust decision, me I'm not so. arguing with you on any of yeah. those points I'm just saying it's not true that any head coach with Aaron Rodgers makes that team amazing there is definitely going to be some infighting and drama I don't want any of that it's but, too many it's too many questions on a team that's already got questions I just I don't know but I I think to argue my own point because why not um <laughs> I brought up Jimmy Garoppolo before. You know, we're bringing up Aaron Rodgers, who is maybe the best quarterback in the NFL right now, arguably. If you get Jimmy Garoppolo and you hire Kellen Moore, Hmm. Kellen Moore is no superstar coach, but I think he's shown in Dallas, and yes, Dallas has been inconsistent. I know I, I hear the people arguing with me already. But they have they have put points on the board in games. And if you're telling me that Kellen Moore with Jimmy Garoppolo and those weapons, they're going to figure some stuff out and they're going to they're going to be a deadly team. And listen, that that's a that's a pretty much an all-star divi- uh division that they're in anyway. So I'm not sitting here saying they're going to beat the Chiefs for that division. They're, but we're just talking about fantasy. The, those guys, right. he's Kellen Moore has proven that with a, I, and I think Dak Prescott is a top eight quarterback, but he knows how to handle three receiving we- weapons and get that. Plus, Dalton Schultz has come on under Kellen Moore. We saw like a half a season of Blake Jarwin before he started getting hurt and all that stuff. Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott, he's really shown that he can bring a whole bunch of good weapons and get them all what they need. So um, I don't I don't think it needs to be Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson. Obviously, that's what Denver should be trying to attain. But I think a guy like even like Kellen Moore, who has no head coaching experience, could go in there and maybe unlock some things. A guy, you know, Drew mentioned Brian Dable, another guy that can go in there and unlock some things. So 
it'll be interesting to see for sure. But I, I'm glad we we got that debate going. Uh, Minnesota is a great one. Then we had Chicago, and then we had Scott come in and knife Chicago one time. Just you know, let him know how he really feels. And listen, the the people that truly know a franchise are the fans, and Scott is a fan to his core. I mean, it hurts a lot sometimes, but Drew knows. Drew has been a Buffalo Bills fan. He knows. They're good now, but they were bad for a long time. So I see that steamer behind you for that uh, Urlacher jersey for game day. <laughs> so uh, so that that was the news. Obviously, Black Monday is a big time, but let, let's do what we love to do, and let's go to the timeline. So first one we got here, J.P. Hurley at FF Hercules. You should know who he is, but if you don't look him up, this guy, Cortland Sutton, he pops up again. Cortland Sutton has got to be one of the best buys in all of Dynasty this offseason. Judy's up there, too. Low risk, high reward play. The current calculator price is equal to the 210 slash 211. That's wild. That is Yeah, wild. that's on DTC. Uh, what is the most you would pay in picks for Cortland Sutton and your dynasty league? And before I give the options, I'll tell you right now. If somebody says, uh, hey, Josh, you got the 210, you want this Cortland Sutton, I may actually put my finger through the phone hitting the accept <laughs> button because who are you getting at 210 this year? I just who you get. And honestly, and even in even in great drafts that, you know, we've seen great rookie drafts the last couple of years. Who are you getting at 210? I'll take Cortland Sutton. That's fine. Pat Firemouth last year. Uh <laughs> not if you were in a league Damn with it, me. Drew. <laughs> not if you were in a league with me cuz I was taking Pat Firemouth like 203, 204. I love that man. So you weren't getting him in any league with me. Um but um so here here are the options here. An early second or more, a mid-second, or a late second or less. So, uh, Scott, why don't you start us off since we were on the uh, we were on the Rashad Bateman side. Yeah. We'll, we'll start this off and see what we think about Portland Sun. Well, I said earlier, I mean, he, he was a guy I loved in that draft class. Um, I still really think he has a lot to offer if they have a good quarterback. So the thing is with this, the reason why this was so interesting to me is – Number one, his current price. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, if you can get him for a late second or anything beyond that, you'd absolutely buy him just because he, all they have to do is sign a quarterback. I mean, he doesn't even have to play a game and you could probably sell him for more, right? And then the the most interesting part, though, to me is if, if you don't like Cortland Sutton, it looks like some people are still willing to pay an early second or more. I mean, this was pretty well divided between those three options, right? So if you can get him for a late second or less, buy right now. And if you can get a first for him, probably sell right now too, right? So either side of the debate that you're on, you can win. <laughs> so that's what's uh, that's fascinating, right? How often do you see that with a player where you could maybe buy him for a couple of thirds or a second and a third, and yet people would be willing to pay maybe a late first or an early second? So. So yeah, that's that's where I found it interesting because regardless of which side you're on, you can get what you want out of it. 
So, so which which of those selections are you taking here? Um, I'm a mid a mid second is what I'd be willing to pay. Yeah, a mid second uh, is the selection that I I chose. I I would gladly pay up to a mid second, potentially an early second if if like Drew commented that you know if if he had a couple seconds, I might be willing to throw an early second for Sutton and have that that additional second as my lottery ticket. So. Love yep. it. Love it. So I I am going to do some Cortland Sutton shopping uh after this podcast is over because um Andrew, I think you mentioned it. Calculators are a tool, but they're not supposed to be like this uh this manual that you abide by. But people do. So I am going to look at some Cortland Sutton. I am going to look at leagues that I have a late second. Heck, I might even try to start out at an early third in leagues that maybe are rebuild just to say, you know, what's the difference between 210 and 302? Not that much, you know. Um, but I am willing, and um, this is why I need to do the shopping immediately after this podcast. I am probably willing to go all the way up to an early second. Um, listen, we were just talking about Denver and there could, there could be some, there can be an elite quarterback going there. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it can happen. Aaron Rodgers could be the quarterback there. And then what, what are you selling Cortland Sutton for? If you wanted to at that point, the, the second, the second Aaron Rodgers signs there. He's immediately worth at least a first round pick, probably more, because we're going to go, wait a minute, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's going to get Jerry Judy broke off. He's going to get Courtney Sutton to impact everyone. Everyone's going to get a thousand yards. That that's what we're going to uh, that's what we're going to be saying. That's what the narrative is going to be. So um, uh, that that that's um, that's where I'm willing to go. Um, and like I said, I mean, even if it's a, you know, even if it's a Jimmy Garoppolo, if they get the right offensive mind in there, we mentioned a lot of guys in Denver. Uh, if you've seen the list of people that they've requested interviews with, I mean, it's, I think I'm on that list. I mean, they have requested, um, to interview a ton of people. So, um, they're really going to do their due diligence. I think they will end up on the offensive uh, side of the ball, at least for a head coach. But, you know, we'll see what happens. All right, so so the the Rashad Bateman guys, we, we gave our piece about Cortland Sutton. Let's go to the Cortland Sutton guys. Uh, Drew, what do you think about this? What, what would you select here? Uh, I, I am definitely trying to offset my risk with uh... – with the chance to hit big. So I, I would definitely be fine with a late second and I could get pushed to a mid second pretty easily. Um, and yeah, if, if I had multiple, I'm fine playing with those and seeing if I need to be more aggressive to get there, knowing that I've got a couple of dart throws afterwards. Um, and even that, if, if all I have is a two ten to 11, because I ended up in the last week of the playoffs this year, I've probably got a pretty good team and I can probably afford to take a risk on a known asset. So uh, the late second's an easy one, and I, I'd be fine adding 
uh, you know, a third to that second to get there if that's all I had. I love it. Uh, Andrew, you're, you're, uh, you're bad clean up here. What do you think here? Well, I want to say a couple of things. If, if you're asking me which of these three buckets am I voting for, it's early second or more. I am willing to pay early second or more. That's not what I'm sending in my first offer. I think we've all kind of agreed. If you can get him for less, of course, you're going to get him for less, right? Like that's that's kind of dynasty buying 101. But if it's if, if this is if, if Sutton's current value on DTC is worth the 211 to 10, and you said before that's that's Pat Firemuth, right? Like that's a pretty good player. Who are the two players in, in DLF ADP anyway? Who are the two players taken right before him? Amari Rogers and Diami Brown, who are both who gives a crap, right? Like as much as you want to say Pat Fryer, it could be Diami Rogers. Diami Rogers, honestly, like combine them together into one crap thing. It doesn't even make sense, right? Amari Rogers, Diami Brown, neither one of them panned out. I don't think either of them are worth having. And so if you're telling me it's the 210 and maybe I get the 209, this is ADP anyway, we're averaging it out. What I'm saying is give me that late second plus a fourth. Give me that late second plus a late third. What the hell do I care about a late third? What the hell do I care about a late second? Yeah, it could be Pat Fryermuth. It could also be a boat. You know, like what, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we can we can look back in hindsight, but Amari Rogers was supposed to be that guy opposite Devontae Adams. Like, what are we doing here? Like, honestly, like Cortland Sutton has proven himself. Yes, he's behind Jerry Judy technically in the depth chart on that. But if they keep Drew Locke, which is definitely a possibility, and they get a better coach, it could be Cortland Sutton's season. Like, this is amazing. The amount of value you could gain in this one trade before they sign a coach now is exactly the right time to send an offer for someone just to see. Like, you, you guys both kind of hit on this. Just to see if they're willing to get out and are like, hey, rookie season's coming up. I don't have a lot of picks. I also think if you're on the clock at 208, 207, you could easily send, hey, I'm on the clock. I'll send you this pick, whatever it is, for Cortland Sutton. And rookie fever will be, you know, sweeping the nation by then. And every dynasty manager will be like drooling at the mouth. They're like, I just want to pick the next Amari Rogers. Like, who gives a crap in the second round? Like, we're literally, it's it's literally who knows what we're getting. Give me Cortland Sutton every day of the week for any second. I don't care. Like, I'll do two seconds if you want. I'll do a second this year and second in 23. Now, again, if you're listening to this and I send you an offer, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> wink, wink. But I'm saying, like, if you're asking me as evaluator, as like a fantasy analyst, I would gladly do that. Like that, that value on Sutton is going to go up. Those picks are going to go up too, but not by the amount and not by the certainty that Sutton will. So I, I just think all of these are right answers. I don't know. That's the best way to put it. Yeah, and, and I love that you brought up what can be in that range. Like, yes, you can get Pat Fryermuth. Yes, you can get Elijah Moore. Yes, you can get Dwayne Eskridge. Like, yep, or Josh Palmer, Tylen Wallace. These are all third round guys that might have gone second in your draft. Like, I, it doesn't matter. It really yeah. doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Um, like, come on. Like, the second round picks are all crapshoots. It's a 50 50 shot in the first round. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're talking about second round picks. We're talking about practice. You know what I mean? Like, what are we? We're talking about second round picks. For Cortland Sutton, who I know is already good, yeah, he's a little older. He's 26, but he's more established in an offense. He just got a new contract. What are we – are you – what? What? Are you kidding me? Give me Cortland Sutton every day of the week. And now is the time to do it because yes. you mentioned by February 20th, 
I'll put a date on it, February 20th. That's when the fever starts. The yep. rookie fever starts. You're you're just a little warm. You're not you're not full blown sick yet. You're just a little warm. We get to April 20th. The fever is in full effect. You are like those picks are worth their weight in gold, and you're you're like, mm, I'm not giving up the 207 for this bum Cortland Sutton. I can get insert rando here. You do it now, though. Uh, the fe- the fever hasn't really started. Left. Maybe got a little sniffle, but we if haven't anything, started a full blown fever yet. Cortland Sutton just disappointed. It, that that memory is still fresh. It's January twelfth. You know what I mean? Like we are still just after a playoffs have finished. There, you might have had uh, whoever you're trading for might have had Cortland Sutton on their fantasy championship lineup and and was a dud again. And they're blaming Cortland Sutton for that loss. Strike on that emotion. Now is the time. And again, like we were just talking about it, and I disagree slightly, but if they sign a coach, that value bump will happen to Sutton. If they then sign Aaron Rodgers, the value bump will happen again. Get in now before those bumps happen. That's the whole point. And if you've got, even if you just got one second, send it, send it. You can get that second back come the draft. I'm not worried about that. Like seconds are are not that, everybody likes to hold on to these guys because we all have these, Pat Fryermuth's in our head, and we all have these guys that are listen, not everybody can draft a winner in a second. There just aren't that many winners in the round, in the draft entirely. Like, what are we talking about? You're not gonna win every pick. Remember Paris Campbell? Do you remember Andy Isabella? Do you remember JJ Arcega Whiteside? Like, how many rookie drafts have we been through where first round picks were locks? Nikhil freaking Harry. I'm telling you, like, there are picks every year that are guaranteed 101 to kill Harry. Lock it in. The Patriots need to receive. Doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what are we doing here? Cortland Sutton has proven it. Yes, he had a down year, but any of these second-round picks could be literally zero points. What are we doing here? Andrew, I, I, I almost... You got me heated, Josh. You got me heated. I, I almost muted you <laughs> after, after you spoke the name of Paris Campbell. That, that hurts my heart. I had a lot of love for him. So do I. Had, I, I had, and and it, it hurts when I, I now have to realize that my love has to go to another because I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Paris and I broke up. We It was it was a big thing. Um, and, and it brought up some bad feelings. But, Andrew, you made a lot of good points. Um, you know, yeah, I, I love the, you know, you mentioned it, and I love the old uh, family guy. You know, it could be anything. It could even be a boat. Yeah, yep. it, could, it could be <laughs> the next Cortland Sutton, or it can be some guy that you don't hear about in two to three years. So, um, I love it. Uh, I think maybe all of us are going to go Cortland Sutton shopping uh, when this is done. Uh, I think our, our boy Short Logic has already done it because he's watching and he is in the uh, the Timeline Listener League. So I'm sure he's already going shopping while we're doing this. Uh, all right. So this next one here is from John McGlynn at John McGlynn. 75. What a bomb. What Man, this guy, this guy, <laughs> this guy over here, uh, uh, just playing. Love you, John. Um, he's got a 12 teamer with 30 man rosters, dynasty super flex. Would you be happy going into 2022 with this QB stable? He's got Patrick Mahomes. He's got Drew's favorite quarterback to a tongue of Iloa. He's got, uh, he's got uh general mills. <laughs> The, the starting QB for the Houston, Texas, they even, the, I can't even say, 
Houston Texans, Davis Mills, and uh, future New York Jets great Zach Wilson. And finally, um, in the five hole, he's got Jameis Winston. Famous Jameis. So always he has Jameis on every roster. I believe that it's a requirement. If your name is John McGlynn, you have to have Jameis on your roster. Uh, there you go. There you go. Please. John, John will get Jameis by hook or by crook. So um, though that's his quarterback, his QB stable as of right now, would you be happy with this setup? And I'm going to have, I'm going to have Drew go last as we answer these, just because his love of Tua is reaches far and wide. So, um, you know what? I, I'm going to start this one off here. Um, I like it. I mean, you have Patrick Mahomes, who, yeah, he had a, he had a rough middle of the season this year, but probably going to be QB1, QB2 uh, off the board in most Superflex drafts. Uh, you're coming in with Tua, who I think is uh, one of those guys that can be QB 12 to 15. Now, unfortunately, with the Brian Flores uh, firing, I'm a little worried about who comes in there and what happens because that team, no matter what was going on, played for him. They they played for Brian Flores. I mean, they're the first team in NFL history to follow a seven-game losing streak with a seven-game winning streak, which is mind-boggling to me uh he never lost that team they played hard every game um so it'll be interesting to see who who follows him up then we got davis mills i mean he's probably going to be the starting quarterback for the houston texans in 2022 what's that worth it's a starting quarterback and you need those in in super flex they can't all be you know you can't have the best five quarterbacks uh, Zach Wilson, another starter. Uh, the Jets have two top 10 picks. Maybe one of those is another wide receiver opposite Elijah Moore. Ooh, they could get cooking on offense. Um, and then Jameis Winston. I personally think that the Saints should do everything in their power to re-sign him as a starting quarterback because the team wasn't as good without him. I know people don't want to hear that. They don't mm-hmm. like, you know. They don't like Mr. 30-30, but um, <laughs> he, he was good on that team last year. So um, I, I like this a lot. I mean, you have five guys, four definite starters, and Jameis could be a wild card, but I think he will be starting. Uh, so you have five starters in a super flex. Um, one-sixth of your roster is starting quarterbacks, and I think that's good in super flex. So, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, Andrew, I hope I gave you enough time to cool off from the last question. Uh, what do you, I'm good. What do you think about uh, John's QB stable here? Well, Mahomes, you can't go wrong. Lock it in, you're done, right? Tua and Zach Wilson, whether you like them or not, they're going to be there for at least a year or two. And I look at Dynasty as like a two- to three-year window. Neither one of them, I don't think either one of them are going anywhere. So I feel like that, those are pretty sturdy picks. Uh, Mills and Winston are both, in my mind, as like that, they were they could be starters in the right situation. Like if things change, they could be irrelevant. You know what I mean? So I, I would say almost you've got three and two halves starters of these five, right? Which could be four if you want to add it up. Um, either way, you've got three. I don't mind that. I might look to move Mills and a piece for like a cousins. Or like, you know, go with one of those older guys that our buddy Rocky, Dynasty FF Addict, loves these older quarterbacks. 
you know, send it away. Like, honestly, like Mills could be a flash in the pan. He could be a starter. There's a lot of risk there. I just, that, that's, I don't hate it at all. I don't hate any of these guys. I think they're all potential guys. And if you got Mahomes leading the pack with Mahomes and Tua, I think you're, you're set. You're good. So it really doesn't matter much you have behind that. You got to start Wilson on bye weeks. I don't mind that. So maybe move one of these other guys for something more certain, more sure. But other than that, I mean, that's pretty solid. I like it. I love that Andrew knows that the fantasy timeline is a Kirk Cousins podcast and brought Kirk Cousins up always in a trade scenario. I love it. I appreciate you. You know what brand you're on and you, you brought up QB1 in our hearts. Glad to help, Josh. Kirk Cousins. All right, Scott, what, what are you thinking about John's QB stable? You, we, we already know your, your feelings about him personally, but what about the QB stable? <laughs> well, I, I will send a uh, personal shout out to my buddy, John McGlynn. He, uh, he really helped me win the championship in our league last year by giving me Josh Allen and Dak Prescott. So he really knows how to give away great quarterbacks. So my advice to him is to not have great quarterbacks. That way you can't trade them away. So I love this quarterback room for him. Um, Patrick Mahomes, when you have the quarterback, it doesn't matter as much who that second guy is. Um, but in Superflex, especially, and really only in Superflex, because you can't start two quarterbacks in one quarterback, obviously, um, two great quarterbacks can really carry you. And so does he have the potential here for two great quarterbacks? Sure. Um, I was not a big fan of Tua just because he's a lefty. You know, you got to switch your whole offense around. That ball spins the other way. I just, as a receiver, I mean, I just, you know, just, you know, I don't know. Uh, but here's my real concern for Tua, honestly, um, is that he's going on his third offense in three years and fourth and four, if you include college. And we have seen that time and time again, turn out really, really bad for quarterbacks. When they continually change coordinators, it does not work out. I don't understand why Flores was fired. I don't know what Miami is doing. Um, so, you know, hey, maybe Flores will go to the Bears. That would that would be nice. Um, but for Tua's sake, I don't know what's happening there. Houston, I don't I can't count on Mills as a starter right now. I mean, maybe he's the bridge. I don't think he's the future. Um, Zach Wilson's definitely gonna get a couple years just because the draft capital and everything they have into him, they're gonna they're gonna give him some time. Uh they need to give him a line so he's not running for his life. Um, and then Jameis, you know, he, he likely will get a chance to start, whether it's an opportunity for the year or bridge quarterback, just because of the weak class we have coming in. So, yeah, I do feel like it's enough if the rest of the team is, you know, stacked, I would say, if you feel you have a very strong team positionally, uh, this quarterback room is enough. If you feel it's very average compared to the top contenders in your team, then in your league, then I would look to maybe add a veteran. Um, I would be fine with with grabbing a 45-year-old Tom Brady or any of those guys that you can get super cheap um, by moving maybe a, a Zach Wilson or maybe a Mills Plus. Uh, if you can do something like that, that's going to give you the better opportunity to win the championship. Uh, I, I love your answer, Scott. I did almost mute you, though, uh, disparaging 
uh, my left-handed brethren. Uh, <laughs> everything you said was right, but I still don't like the disparagement. But no, you you brought up a lot of good points. Um, it it's it's going to be very interesting to see with what happens with Davis Mills. I, I I almost think he's locked in as a starter. But listen, anything can happen. We don't know what this offseason is going to bring. Houston has been known to make head scratching moves. So who knows? Uh, Jameis is a true wild card because he is a free agent. Like where he could end up anywhere else and. Uh, you know, he could even end up somewhere as a backup, even though I think he is good enough to start in this league. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting. But, Drew, I wanted to save you for last because I know your uh, your true feelings for Tua. So let us know about this QB room. I have no idea where that's coming from. Uh, <laughs> oh, we'll talk about it after you, after you say your piece. Uh, I love Mahomes. So, yeah, like Andrew said, uh, you know, a top, top three or four quarterback covers – a lot of shortcomings elsewhere. Uh, my initial thought here is I, I'd love to bolster my QB too. Um, so if it takes Tua or Wilson, uh, plus little to get to Rogers, Ross Stafford, one of the older guys, uh, especially like a Stafford who's disappointed through the playoffs, um, you know, make that switch pretty easily for me. Uh, second year in the offense with McVay next year, and uh, I think you know they'll they'll come out pretty hot again. So I, I would like to upgrade QB two, and then yeah, I, I would definitely flip one of the wild cards at the end of that QB stable for if you're if you're weak at wide receiver, go and get you know a, a young guy that maybe isn't performing. Maybe you get a guy like Elijah Moore that was on and off, uh, you know, had a couple of good games, but didn't didn't finish uh, you know as high as people have projected him to. Um, go and get a, a couple of other pieces that maybe will round out where you might be positionally weak. Uh, because in Superflex, people will tend to overvalue that starting quarterback. If you can convince somebody that Davis Mills is the starter this year before the draft happens in April, capitalize on that. Uh, get yourself a running back that you feel good about or get yourself a wide receiver that will give you some runway. Um, or get a tight end. You know, If you're in a tight end premium, try to sneak somebody in there maybe that, uh, you know, hey, great, we have a premium for tight end, but it's a Superflex. So uh, give me a, a young guy that can produce or maybe add add an older guy. Maybe you like Zach Ertz and – in Arizona still or something like that and add a little bit on top to get a, another draft pick where you, you can basically draft this year's uh, Davis Mills. So uh, I, I'd, I'd try to flip a couple of those guys into a, a better QB two and then round out whatever the rest of your roster looks like positionally. Uh, uh, oh, excuse me. I love all your points there. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give Scott and Andrew some context a- around your love for Tua since you said you don't you don't remember where this comes from. Uh, Drew and I were having a very um, civil conversation, and you know, oh b- based on knowing me, you know how civil it can be. Um, he said that in the year 2022, Tua would be a better fantasy quarterback than the quarterback god, Trevor Lawrence. And I I was both shocked <laughs> and amazed by this. And, and Andrew, I, I want to give out a, a, a shout to one of your brands here. Uh, Fantasy Pros. I, I, I just looked it up for 2021 to say, like, where did these guys end up in relation to each other? Um, now, we got here. Where, where, 
Oh, look at T-Law, QB 22. That, that's, that's not good. That's, that's, that's kind of gross. Um, Tua, God, he's got to be like QB 12, QB th- – oh, wait, wait, wait. QB 26. Um, and, and, and T-Law did that with maybe the worst head coach in NFL history for most of the season, uh, Urban Meyer. <laughs> Definitely and, the worst in history. And Tua did that with Brian Flores. And, yeah, he's a defensive guy, but he, he knows how to get people up for games. He knows how to get the, the crowd pumped. Um, so that, that's, that's, that's where this, this love for Tua comes from. He, um, and Drew, Hey, listen, we can make the bet right now. We can make a little five or first bet of the season Tua versus T-Law, um, in 2022. Um, they're both going to get new coaches. So, so that's kind of even, even footing there. I, I did. When we talked about this, I did not think Tua was getting a new coach, but he is. So, what do you, what do you think, Drew? While, while we got junkies, QB twenty two to twenty six is not a huge gap. That's not a huge gap to overcome for uh, for my boy Tua, the lefty. You, you're right. You're right. You know, I, I think lefties are special, aren't they, Josh? I, hey, I love I love a lefty. Special. I, I listen. <laughs> I love a lefty. I am giving a lefty to you in this bet. That's how much I love a lefty. So are, are we, can we put this down as the official first bet of 2022? Uh, I, I think we, we can. Let's do it. Excellent. I it's happening. The junkies being here for this. I'm going to write it on my little bookie pad. I mean, my little social <laughs> pad. And uh, and you know I will keep I will keep track of all this and obviously as Drew and I or Drew hey by the way junkies if you think I have said something uh, off the wall and you want to throw a little bet my way I'm gonna keep track of all of them and we're gonna have a lot of fun obviously uh, as it goes between Drew and I all of our all of our bets go to charity so um, awesome. we we just do it for fun we do it because uh, we love talking about this game and. If we could help charities out in the uh, in the process, we're going to do that. So love it. T Law yeah. versus Tua, uh, five bucks to one of my favorite charities. I'm so happy that in 2022, I'm already doing it. You know that, that that's a win. Uh, short logic here. <laughs> he said, put a put a dollar on every spot they end up apart. I don't think Drew's ever doing that again after the Juju bet. But um, yeah, qu- quarterbacks know. are a little bit closer. <laughs> yeah, there's only listen, forty of them that maybe you know may matter. It's all right. Li- listen, if if Tua plays like three snaps and gets injured, <laughs> uh, don't put that on him. It could oh, be. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what happened to you and Juju. I mean, uh, hey. it, it it wasn't good for you, but cool. We got that five dollars. We got that. We got that on the board. Uh, so I'm glad the junkies were here. Uh, here for that. So uh, let's go here. Let's go to our next one here from St. Patrick FF at St. Patrick FF. You are starting an NFL franchise. Who do you take? Justin Jefferson. I like that guy. Or Jamar Chase. I I like that guy too. Andrew, why don't you start us off? You said a lot of glowing things about the Minnesota Vikings earlier in the show. 
So I, I want to see if if that train will keep on rolling. Is that T. Higgins jersey in the background? That's an Ocho Cinco. <laughs> That's an Ocho Cinco, baby. You're on mute, Andrew. You're still on mute, brother. <laughs> I, I am a Jamar Chase fan. I want to say that, like, I am definitely a Jamar Chase fan. And I do think I'm not hiding. I'm not lying. Like that's, that's, I am a, it's Ocho Cinco. It's OG. So here's where I'm at with this, right? Like I, I get the logic why you would pick Jefferson. I, I my heart says Chase. I just think he's got a little bit more flash, a little bit more upside. That offense in Minnesota, like we just talked about, needs something, needs a spark. And right now, as of, again, January 12th, we don't know who the coach is. What if they bring in a Vic Fangio and it's like, oh, gee, you know what I mean? Like another defensive guy. We don't know, right? I know what I'm getting with Jamar Chase. And I think in Dynasty especially, it's it's a fantasy game. It's all about points. But in the NFL, it's like, man, if I'm starting a franchise, I, I am willing to – thanks, Rocky, for chiming in with the Bengals, Homer. I am, I am willing to take Jamar Chase. He did things that, that Justin Jefferson didn't do with what you could argue is a worse offense. Uh, last year, Justin Jefferson with the, with the Vikings did a lot of good things, but they had, you know, a lot of good things going on for them. I would argue that Thielen and Higgins, you know, Thielen last year and Higgins this year, pretty close. Cook, I would argue, is better than Mixon. I might even say Cousins last year might have been equal to or similar to Burrow. Now, granted, Burrow's been amazing the last half of the year, and I don't want recency bias to get too crazy, but I just think Jamar Chase has a little bit more flash. He's he's a lot more variable than Justin Jefferson, but just based on on pure talent, if I'm going on one of the other, which there is no wrong answer, I guess I'm taking Chase. But I mean, again, I'm I'm not going to be upset if the, the GM is like overruling me and saying Jefferson. I'm like, that's fair. Okay, I'll take that. Like both of these guys are going to be studs. I'm fine with it. So we, I, you know, I wanted to start with Andrew because I know he is a diehard Bengals fan. And by the way, congratulations, congratulations on winning the AFC North. That playoff spot, you, uh, as we've said, we know some long-suffering fan bases, and the Bengals are definitely one, so I want to give you your congratulations. Longest franchise without a playoff victory is the Bengals, 31 years. We have not won a playoff game in 31 years. Even the Lions have won a playoff game before, like since we did. That's, <laughs> text messaging wasn't That's even sad. a thing. No one has ever texted that the Bengals won a playoff game. That's like. Think about that, like how ubiquitous text messaging is. Text messaging wasn't a thing in 1991 when the when the Bengals last won. Ironically, the last team they beat was the Raiders. So I'm telling you, it's coming full circle. But, but now's the year. This is the time. And Chase has shown this year he is the beast. He is for real. He is worth that fifth pick. I am I am all in on the Chase machine. So, yeah, that's, that's who I pick. I went with Andrew first because I know he's a Bengals fan. I know he was going to go homer with Jamar Chase. I wanted to get that out of the way. Appreciate that. Uh, all right, Drew. Who do you have? Is it Justin Jefferson or is it Jamar Chase? Well, if the question is asking, as an NFL franchise, who am I taking? Uh, I'll take the guy who's done it longer. Uh, I'll take Justin Jefferson. If it's for fantasy – uh, my opinion of Chase this year was that he is, you know, he's Justin Jefferson plus some, uh, you know, he's, he is, uh, he's the guy, um, to be able to take a year off and come in and do what he's done is just absolutely incredible. Um, short logic pointed out here, Chase is tied to Burrow. Chase has got a, a coach in place. Um, so for fantasy, I would be. I'd be figuring out how to trade up for the next pick if I took Chase first so I could take Jefferson next. 
but uh, but if I'm starting a, a an NFL franchise, uh, I'll take the extra year of uh, experience under his belt, and I'll I'll go with Justin Jefferson for this one. Ooh, we're tied up one to one. Scott, break the tie. Who Dude, I think it? we. I think we need some reading comprehension here, man. This isn't fantasy. We're starting a franchise. We don't have Kirk Cousins. We don't have Joe Burrow. We're taking one wide receiver right here, right now. Are you trying to put fans in the stands and sell tickets, or are you trying to win football games? Because if you're trying to win football games, and I need winners, I need winners, said Mike Singletary, Justin Jefferson, baby. He is ultimate inside, outside. He can get it done. He can play in any system. He can be the number one. Justin Jefferson, baby, right there, winning football games. Oh, wow. So we got we got two Justin Jefferson. Hang on, though. Hang on. You're talking about winners. I mean, Justin Jefferson has not played for a team with a winning season. Chase I'm not has. talking about the Vikings. I'm talking no, no. about a, you're a saying wide he's not, receiver. You're saying he's a winner. He's not a winner. He's, he's literally played for losing teams. How does that make him a winner? I'm talking about starting an NFL franchise to win football games. I want the guy who can do everything. Chase is more explosive. Chase is more fun. Chase is going to put fans in the stands. I want the guy who can do it all, who can be inside, outside, who can, who's proven he can be the number one. He's proven he can play alongside Thielen. He can play inside. He can play outside. He can play without Thielen. He doesn't need, he didn't need him last year. He didn't need him this year. He played great with him there. He he knows how to do everything, and he does have that extra year of experience, which I like, but he's still young. Uh, it's Jefferson for me. First of all, I, I love this junkie on junkie violence. I love it. I'm here for it. All right. Like so Thursday, is, isn't it, Scott? This is like a normal weekday for us. This is great. It is. 24 hours, baby. We'll be doing it again. And li- listen, I love I love the Chicago versus Cincinnati street fight. I mean, two <laughs> cities that know how to get down and, and get in the dirt. I love it. Bad so ownership two, tubes. Yeah, it's great. We're two to one, Justin Jefferson. There's only one right answer here. Do the right thing, Josh. I- I'm going to do the right thing. Do it. Andrew was right the whole going, time. Chase. It's Jamar Chase. We want to talk about winners, right? Who did what with who? So let's not talk about the NFL for a second. Let's talk about LSU, maybe the best college Mm. team to ever grace us with their presence. There was a definitive number one, and there was a definitive number two. That definitive number one was Jamar Chase. Fantastic point. Excellent point. When they both played on the same team with the same quarterback, with all the same players around them, and by the way, won a national championship. With Joey B. With Joe Burrow. Thank you. Which again, you, is you, not part of the conversation, but I'm just saying. But but you, you, you walked me there. You got me to where I was going to be anyway. Jamar Chase was the alpha dog. This man took a year, took a year off because of COVID and was still a top five pick. This man, we talked about Justin Jefferson has played with Adam Thielen, and we, we mentioned the Minnesota weapons, all of them, amazing team. By the way, Jamar Chase did not play with a bunch of scrubs. T. Higgins, 
Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. Heck, even CJ Uzama came out a couple of times to rear his head and say, hey, I, I can play football sometimes. Jamar Chase was still the stud on that team. And if I'm starting a franchise, I want a dude who has been an alpha since the day he was born. That's Jamar Chase. But I love it. Hey, listen, again, tied up 2-2. You know why? Because these guys are so close to each other that you can literally pick any side and be right. I mean, Andrew and yeah. I are right in Josh, this Josh, I'm just curious. Which, which, which team in the OG Listener League had Jefferson? If we're talking about winners. Uh, we're, talking about, we're talking about fantasy. We're, we're talking about an None. NFC. Scott mentioned it. Reading comprehension. We are talking about an NFL <laughs> Which player franchise. won fantasy championships this year? It wasn't Jefferson. It was Chase with the 50 points. Like you, I mean, honestly, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I mean, listen. Um, reading comprehension. Scott mentioned it. This is an <laughs> NFL friend. We're not talking about fantasy. Listen, listen. We're not talking about fantasy. We're talking about a dude who has been an alpha since the day he was born, and that that man is Jamar Chase. But I love, I love, I love that we split here. I didn't know how it was. Obviously, I knew where Andrew was going to go, but I, I didn't, I didn't know where everyone else was going to go. And I love the splits because it allows us to, uh, it allows us to talk this through and and you know go back and, and really not through. give the listeners any answers, which is what we're here to do. <laughs> You have to listen, come back next week for the real answer. Listen, not helping if, at all. Yeah. If you're in a startup, I'm going to give you an answer right now. If you're in a startup and you're like, I need a wide receiver, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are both on the board, you ain't going to make a bad decision. You're going to pick a guy that's going to be really, really good. So that's the answer. You can flip a coin, you can do whatever you want. You're gonna if it's between those two guys, you're gonna make it. Well, let me let me ask you guys this: if I'm if I'm sitting there at the two hundred five in a startup, and both these guys are there, uh, and the two hundred four is on the clock, are you trading up to get to the two hundred four to get Chase, or are you gonna be happy that you get Jefferson at the two hundred five? I'm gonna be happy. Okay, happy. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're also I'm, both I'm, gone at the two hundred five. I mean, honestly, they're they're both first round picks in startups. But I get your point. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I mean, I don't think anyone here said that their guy was exponentially better oh, no. than the other guy. It's, I think it's, that, it's splitting hairs, man. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. These guys are so close that it's like, like you said, Drew, if I'm at the 204 or excuse me, if I'm at the 205 and the 204 is on the clock, dude, I know he's going to pick a wide receiver and it's between those two. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to get a really good guy. I don't even care who it is. Joe Jefferson, welcome to the team. Jamar Chase, welcome to the team. And I'm going to be confident that I'm going to have a top five yeah. uh, dynasty wide receiver yeah. for a very, very Dyna step. Dynasty wise, it's actually, it's Chase for me. Quite, um, not not by a lot, but right. because of Ty DeBurrow and because of the next few yeah. years that set up. Yeah, uh, because I don't know what's going to happen with Cousins, but um, it is it is real life. It's Jefferson, but Dynasty, it's a hundred percent Chase. There we go. There we go. So I love that. I love the splits, man. I do love the back and forth and and hearing the other side. That's one of my favorite parts about doing this. 
So this next one here is from Brandon Blanco at NBF underscore CLO, CLO. So he's got some quarterbacks here and where he would like them to end up. We're going to take this from a purely fantasy aspect here. So his first one is Russell Wilson to the Saints, which is very interesting. Aaron Rodgers to the Bronco. We've mentioned that maybe once or twice. Deshaun Watson to the Steelers, which is another interesting one. So where do you want to see these three quarterbacks play next season? I'll start us off. Um, Russell Wilson with the Seahawks. Get, get rid of the GM. Get rid of the coach. Get rid of whoever in the front office Russ wants. He's got DK Metcalf. He's got Tyler Lockett. Maybe Rashad Penny has finally come out of his hibernation. Um, he, he's got weapons on that team. Gerald Everett is fine at tight end. Um, let, let, let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. He's got weapons there. He doesn't need to go somewhere else. He, he needs a fresh voice and a, and a head coach that actually wants to throw the ball once in a while. But he, he, he doesn't need to go somewhere else to find weapons to become, you know, the rust that can actually cook and not just, you know, order Uber Eats. You know, let Russ cook in Seattle. That's my first one. Um, Brandon nailed it for Aaron Rodgers. I want to see him go to Denver. I mean, I just want to see him with all the weapons. We mentioned them. We don't need to mention them again. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, I said Miami. It, it looks like they want a clean house. Apparently, you know, Brian Flores wanted Deshaun. Deshaun wanted Brian Flores, whatever that case was. And apparently everybody else wanted Tua. Um, but could you imagine Deshaun to Jalen Waddell? We've seen what he can do with Will Fuller, if Will Fuller ever stays healthy. Um, Mike Gesicki. I mean. My goodness, you know, Deshaun would just wake up out of, you know, his uh, his red shirt 2021 season and just be like, wait a minute. I'm not on the Houston Texans anymore where I have one guy. I have DeAndre Hopkins and that's it. I got actual guys that I can throw to. So um, those those are my those are my three where I would love to see those three guys go for fantasy drew what what do you got here where do you want to see these guys go start with russ i 100 let russ cook so send him to miami where he's got a deep threat where he's got jalen waddle mike kosicki and not a running back in sight uh i will take uh aaron Rodgers to the broncos i think that's consensus could you imagine the fun that we'd have with rogers mahomes and rogers herbert two times each every year uh, I mean, that, that's you don't even have to flex that game. That's every Sunday night, Monday night game for a month. Uh, and then uh, I, I don't care where Deshaun goes as long as he plays. I've traded so many places for him. I just need him to play next year. Uh, but actually, Jerry put it in the chat here. He, he picked my spot. Uh, I'd like to see him in, with the Panthers, with, uh, with DJ Moore, CMC. Uh, you know, maybe it is whether uh, you're a big believer in um, – God, why can't I even think of his name this year? 
uh, rookie they picked up, um, Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall. Yep. yep. Uh, or you want to see uh, Robbie Anderson stretch the field like uh, Will Fuller did. Tommy so, Tremble, baby. <laughs> Tommy Tremble, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> if if uh, I had to pick a spot for him, I, I, I'd send him to, to Carolina if I could, I think. Um, so those are the three places I'd go. All right. So we we got that. I don't know if I want to wish uh, the uh, the Panthers on any quarterback because they just seem to not be able to get it right there. But maybe Deshaun would uh, cure their ills. All right, Andrew, where do you want to see these three guys go? Well, all right. So Russell Wilson, I'm kind of with you, Josh. I think just stay in Seattle. If he doesn't stay or that's not an answer, I'd love to see him in New York and go to the Giants. I think that would be an amazing twist for that team and to kind of get somebody who could actually do something for a change. So that'd be kind of cool. So if if the Seahawks are kind of out because you picked them and that's not moving, then I would pick Giants. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I, I mean, I said this kind of earlier. I feel like if he wins, he probably stays in Green Bay and it's kind of the boring storyline. Everybody's picking Denver. So I'll just say he stays in Green Bay, like kind of the same answer. Like, I don't know. I feel like he's probably not moving. It's all fluff. Uh, Deshaun Watson, keeping with the theme, what if he stays in Houston? Like, I know Houston, the fan base hates him. The ownership team hates him. But if they bring in a new coach, maybe they decide to refresh him. Who knows? I think that would be interesting as all get out and like see a redemption story in Houston. I Who knows? But if you had to like, you know, again, gun to my head, had to pick a team. I think, I mean, I think Deshaun in Denver would be an amazing mix. I think, again, you got those same kind of weapons. We were just talking about that before. If you get the right offensive-minded head coach and you put John Watson on that team with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton that we were talking about and Javante Williams for the next few years, I feel like that team could be dominant. And then you got Watson Mahomes and you got Watson and Herbert. I mean, like, it's the same logic. So I feel like Denver is a good spot to be. I just don't know if Aaron Rodgers is the guy for that. It's too competitive for him. I don't think it's too competitive for Watson. So that's kind of my guess is all kind of staying. But if you don't stay, here's where I would go. You know what I mean? All right. All right, Scott. All right. Where do these guys go? Where should they go for fantasy? All right. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think it's easy to just say, like, <laughs> any of these guys pretty much anywhere we'd be excited about, right? <laughs> what um, a compound. Anyone, I, anywhere. I mean, anywhere. Listen. <laughs> Listen, anyone, anywhere, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I'd like to see, I'd like to think all of these guys would go new places. I mean, statistically, the most likely situation is that Rodgers and Russ don't go anywhere. But, I mean, that's just boring. So let's let's assume that they're going to leave. Uh, I'd love Rodgers to just go to, like, Carolina and disappear so we never hear from him again. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Um you know, uh, an interesting spot that I think is uh, Las Vegas. Is Las Vegas uh, that that whole organization is in flux? I don't think. I mean, listen. I think John Gruden might be the only guy on the planet that believed in Derek Carr still. So now I think he's he's maybe changed that narrative a little bit this year, especially with losing Gruden and still playing well. Um, but honestly, he's just not a great quarterback. Uh, and I mean, it's Las Vegas. They want to take that thing to the next level. I mean, they have basically the most boring, generic quarterback you could ever have. He's not great. He's not terrible. He's not flashy. He doesn't say anything. He's not fun. It's just like, this is Vegas. Like, let's put on a show. This is a destination. You know, we want to put, we want to sell every possible ticket. We want to sell every possible venue for this. So, um, with that being said, I'd love to see a guy like Rogers go there and put on a show, right? 
That would be super interesting. Um, Russell Wilson go to, I, I like that New York, the Giants. That's very interesting. But how about Washington? How about Washington? Put him in Washington, Ron Rivera. He's not, he, he goes opposite. He goes from the crazy, weird Pete Carroll to the the, co- the coach and uh, the player's coach in Ron Rivera, the guy with the culture and all this and trying to change a franchise. And they really, really need to turn that corner and, and come through the name change and all this stuff. And who better to be the, the face of the franchise than Russell Wilson? Um, so and I, think and that, I, that I don't mean to cut cool. you off. Amari no, Brown right. is there as well. So we got Amari Brown there too. So Amari Brown. All right. All right. You know, Diami Rogers, uh, all of those guys. That's how, you know, that's how Terry, Terry Samuel. <laughs> it doesn't even matter uh, what their name is. Yeah. Curtis Gibson. I mean, we just, it's all just loaded. It's just, it's just loaded. At Gronkowski. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah. And then uh, Watson, you know, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm with Drew, man. I got so many shares. And the crazy <laughs> thing, the crazy thing is really quick. I'll, I'll wrap this up quickly, but like I had Andrew Luck in so many leagues and I used to have a cap or, or I never had a cap, right? I was like, Luck is amazing. Why would I have a cap? I want him in every league. I want him everywhere. And then he retired and absolutely destroyed my portfolio. I mean, I was basically put into rebuild mode in several leagues. I mean, it was just, it was rough. Um, So then I said, oh, I am capping players 25%. I will not have more than 25% shares. And then here's this guy, super high character. Everyone loves him. You never hear a bad thing about him. He's amazing. He comes out as a rookie. He's incredible. Deshaun Watson. Oh, my God. Nothing bad is going to happen with this guy. He's so young. I don't mind having too many shares of Watson. And then look what happens. So, like, I am super strict on my cap now. Uh, and and I am praying Watson just plays somewhere, anywhere. Please, I don't care if it's Houston. I don't care if it's Chicago. I don't care if it's the Jets. I don't care if it's the crappiest franchise on the planet. I don't care if it's the expansion team in Vancouver. Just play football that gets me fantasy points, please. There you go. And Scott, Drew was so offended by your uh, Derek Carr slander that he had to uh, get off camera for a little bit. Derek Carr is terrible. That's my tribute to Bill right there. To to rage. He uh, <laughs> he, he had to rage uh, but, but listen, in Derek Carr's defense, you know, 4,000 yards, you mentioned that it's Vegas. You need to put on a show. He had a good year. He had a good He's year. the only quarterback in the league that is permanently wearing uh eyeliner. So, I mean, he's got that going for him. I mean, he, he makes it a little flashy. It's that tattoo technology they have. Yeah, now. he's yeah. flashy for it's Vegas. Amazing. Kind of. Um, so I, I love all those spots and it's going to be very interesting who stays, who goes and for the guys that go, where do they end up? So, uh, we only got a couple more. You guys don't have to be anywhere, right? You guys can stick around for a couple more. Drew has nowhere to be. So take your time. Let's (laughs) slow it down. Um, you know, just again, draw it out. It's all good. I'm fine with that. So this is from the fantasy vigilante uh he, he has delaying little, the embarrassment he uh has a little 45 and 15 i don't know if that's his uh i don't know if it's his fantasy record this year but what it's a good record no matter what it's for so at ff underscore vigilante 
his first trade of the fantasy offseason. Which side do you prefer? This is a Dynasty Superflex League. Kyler Murray and Tyler Lockett. I thought I was going to mess that up, so I had to say that very slowly. Kyler and Tyler. Kyler Lockett. I love it. Kyler Lockett or Trey Lance, Mr. Pittman from the Indianapolis Colts, or, or excuse me, and Michael Carter. So I, I just want to, I want to bring this up again. Kyler Murray and Tyler Lockett or Trey Lance, Michael Pittman, and Michael Carter. So which side do you guys have? Scott, why don't you start us off here? Where, where would you go? Uh, well, first of all, Mr. Fantasy Vigilante, um, it is called the non-point scoring season because there oh, is right. no offseason in Dynasty football. Represent. And this is why right here, because you're making deals and uh, you're trying to add value to your roster. Um, <laughs> it's really hard for me in a super flex league to move a top, you know, two to four quarterback um, for a guy that we really don't even know when he's going to play. I mean, we assume next year. Um, Maybe. It's really, really hard for me to do that as much as I love Pittman. And, uh, I mean, I will take Pittman over Lockett straight up, and then adding Carter on is is nice. So I do really like the value on that side. If I'm competing right now, I got to stick with Kyler. But if I'm in a rebuild, I, I don't um, I don't mind that because I, I do like Lance. So especially in that Niners offense. So I get, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the route of the uh, um, contender versus rebuild here. So contender Lockett side and uh, rebuild the Pittman Lance Carter side. Yes, Scott, preach. All right, Andrew. What do you got here? Is it is it Kyler and Tyler, or do we have Lance, Pittman, and Carter? Well, I like that Trey Mike Mike side. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's that's not too bad. I, I feel like you hit the nail on the head there, Scott. I mean, if you're contending or if you're a year away or you're close, let's say, and this is next year is your year, it's Kyler and Lockett by a mile for me. But I also think that there's a lot of context that we're missing in this question, and I, I don't want to harp on this. It's not like you sent in a bad question or put a bad one on Twitter. This is just how vacuums are, right? But I always want to know more. Like, yes, you mentioned it's Dynasty Superflex. Is it PPR or not? Uh, who is your other quarterback? I'm guessing you have someone else to either be your QB2 or QB3. Like, what, what kind of depth are you looking at at receiver? Uh, do you have running backs? I mean, like these are the kind of things that I think it, it, Twitter is bad for this, if I'm being honest. Because what you want to do is you want to put a trade out there and you want to have everybody vote for your side so you can feel vindicated. I do it all the time. Nobody's lying here, right? We all do this. But I'm saying if you're looking at it in a vacuum, it's different than in context. And context is everything. If you just made this trade right now, the season is over. I'm looking at it like I'd rather have Lance Pittman and Carter because I think all three of them are ascending assets. Kyler is probably staying about the same. I don't see him getting much better. And Lockett most likely is going down. So it's like I would rather take the three three people, the three players that have more of a chance to gain value because it's January. Who cares about lineups? Who cares? We talked about this on Addicts last night. We talk about it on Junkies all the time. At this point of the season, it's just value. It's all about value. Let's just get that value. And I think that that Trey Mike Mike side's got the value, right? Lance, even if he doesn't start, he's the darling. And in January, it doesn't matter if he's starting. He's the darling in fantasy. Pittman is ascending. He's clearly going to be a wide receiver one or two in fantasy in the next two or three years. 
I think he's got a lot of potential. Carter, even if he's not terrific, I think he's going to be a stud running back too come August. So I feel like all three of those guys are, are kind of locked. So again, it's, it's kind of a weird trade to, to evaluate for me, but I, I just like the land side more. I, I just think that's kind of where, where the value is, and that's kind of where I land. And, and in January, that's all I care about. There we go. Drew. Which side uh, do you I, I mean, my namesake said it all. Uh, the value is there. Uh, you have the pieces that, again, you come to draft season, you want to trade for picks, you want to, regardless of what your context is, you've got more options to get the value back that you need to build your team over the summer for when you start scoring points again. So, um, yeah, I, I'm taking uh, Lance and Mike squared. There you go. So it, it is three. We, we're we looking for a clean sweep here. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, Kyler Murray is Kyler Murray, and Scott mentioned it. Trading in Superflex, trading a top five quarterback, you got to blow me away. I got to be like, oh, I, I have to hit accept. There's no way I cannot hit accept on this. Trey Lance, look, I, I'm a little worried. Listen, we said Trey Lance, they gave up three first-round picks. He's going to be the guy when Jimmy G falls apart. J- Jimmy G never fell apart, and obviously – Behind closed doors, Trey Lance did not do enough to prove that he should overtake Jimmy G. And we we slandered Jimmy G constantly. Just look at Twitter. Trey Lance couldn't beat that guy out. That worries me a little bit. Michael Pittman. Guy is, guy is a stud. That's the, the general consensus. Guy is a stud. Carson Wentz is his quarterback. Take that for what you want. And there is nobody else as a pass-catching weapon, pass-catching weapon on that team. Maybe Jonathan Taylor a little bit. They're, they're going they're gonna have to bring guys in. Like it would be almost derelict of duty if that GM does not bring in other pass-catching weapons. So Michael Pittman scares me a little bit. Michael Carter, he's fine. Like, he'll be okay. He plays on the Jets, so okay is, like, as high as you can get, pretty much. So that that combo of players does not blow me away. And that's because I'm a little bit lower on Trey Lance than I had been during the pre-draft process, and I'm probably lower on Pittman than most people are. Um, it doesn't blow me away, and if I'm trading Kyler away, I, I gotta be blown away. So I am going with I'm going with the Kyler and Tyler side as as we will. It sounds like a bad uh bad pop duo. Um but listen, I'm in the minority people, so you can take that for what it's worth. I'm in the 25% minority on this uh on this panel, but the uh the poll here ended up 63% for the Lance and Mike Squared side. And 37% for the Kyler and Tyler side. So listen, hey, th- this is this is what it is. Um, but I think we all agree if you're gonna trade away a, a top five quarterback in, in Dynasty Superflex, you better you better come hard. You better come with a well, good deal. You better come with a deal that has value, um, or you, you're not getting anywhere. 
I want to jump in with this too, to add to this. I mean, if, if Kyler's your guy, go get your guy, stretch it out. If I'm just saying, if Kyler's your guy, go get your guy right at the end of the year. If you really want to get Kyler on your team, this is the kind of price you have to pay, right? Like, I, I think that's entirely fine. You have to overpay a little, maybe to get Kyler. I totally like it. I totally get it. It's fine. I'm not saying you did a wrong thing. If you're on the Kyler side, it's not a bad trade. I just think I prefer the value because in January, I don't care about lineups. So again, if if Tyler if Kyler and Tyler are your dudes and you like those Eilers, then yeah, you know what I mean. Like if you're going for an all Eiler team, you know, clearly it's Nailed the it. Kyler side. There's no Eilers on the other side. So I mean, this is a two to nothing. You know what I mean? Like all Eilers all the time. You know what I mean? Let's get a Myler and a Weiler. I don't know what are we going for here, but you know, I think that's that's ultimately too what the other context comes in. How much do you like Murray? Do you have Murray on any other rosters? And you're like, I really want to get Murray on a roster somewhere. Maybe this is what I do. You know, there, there's all those other things. I just, I love it. I love it. But so I think we've learned here today that if you, if you want an Eiler, you need to, uh, you need to do that thing. So listen, I think we have one more, but my, uh, my tab with the question is actually frozen right now. So if, if someone else could read that off and we could, uh, we could talk about it. Yeah, it's fine. It's uh, this should be quick. It's uh, a guy that we've been talking about for a few weeks now. So, uh, Dynasty Noof at Dynasty Noof, uh, Superflex Dynasty twelve team. Which side are you at? Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown in a twenty three first, which we have no idea where that lands, or Tyreek Hill. All right, Drew. Since you read it, why don't you start us off? Uh, I'm I'm going to steal Scott's response here, and if if I'm making a push next year, I'm absolutely taking Tyreek Hill. Uh, you know, top three receiver tied to Mahomes. Uh, it doesn't matter what scoring format you're in. The guy is going to put up some big games and he's going to win you weeks. Um, if you're pushing it out a little further and you think, you know, maybe I need to take another year, 23 class, of course, getting a lot of hype. So great. That, that first will only gain value. And then honestly, I, I would take uh, Amon Ross St. Brown and flip him for whatever else I could get standalone value for him now too. And then just push those picks into the future. All right. Um, Scott, what do you got here? Yeah, uh, I generally agree with Drew there. Um, although I will say as a Tyreek Hill um, manager in several leagues, uh, he doesn't seem to bring the value that he should um, for what he produces. Uh, I've uh, unfortunately not been able to trade him for, for what I thought. If this is the only offer I can really get for him, I mean, I'm probably just going to hang on. Um, I think there's a little bit of overreaction right now to Amonra. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe he's the real deal. Uh, he's, he's doing it on Detroit with Ram quarterbacks, so it's hard to argue with that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. I think I'll, I think I'll just ride out Tyree for now. Um, you know, I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but I'd probably go Tyreek. Yeah. So we got, um, we got the Dynasty 101. I'm on Ross St. Brown. We got a 23 <laughs> first round pick. And then we got just some some dude named Tyreek Hill. Um yeah, it, it's Tyreek Hill. Listen, um I'm on Ra. Uh, you know, there's probably guys with championship rosters that are like, man, I'm on Ra. He came through. He was a guy that no I literally didn't have any faith in that. I, I was able to plug in and get me some points. Awesome. Um, I, I think he'll, he's a fine player. 
he's he's good. But that and a random 23 first for Tyreek Hill, yeah, uh, Scott nailed it. Yeah, we got this, you know, recency bias, Tyreek Hill. He, he hasn't been that great, but we don't remember, you know, the first two months of the season when Tyreek Hill was just an animal and he was – and I don't, I didn't see anything even in those last games besides the fact that he was injured that changes that. So uh, I'm gonna go with, uh, I'm gonna go with Tyreek here. Um, keep, uh, keep Dynasty Asset 101 in the first round pick. I'll still go with, uh, with Tyreek. Uh, wrap us up, Andrew. What do you, what do you think here? I mean, you guys all pretty much said it. I mean, it's Tyreek by a mile for me. I mean, Amon Ra, this is the perfect time to trade away Amon Ra St. Brown coming off a, a very hot streak. There, there's a lot of teams out there that are like, you know what? Maybe he is the thing. Maybe he is the real deal. He's the number one receiver. It's January, folks. We still have free agency in the draft and, and some other trades could go down. I mean, I'm not sure Amon Ra St. Brown is a number one receiver, uh, let alone the one on the Lions even in six months. So I just, that's a risky move. And then again, 23 first, whenever I hear a first round pick, I think Nikhil Harry, like, yeah, okay. It could be <laughs> Nikhil Harry. It could be Andy Isabella. Like there are all these guys, you know, as much as you want to have optimism, nobody is perfect at this. And even then in April or May or whenever we're doing these rookie drafts, we all think we know. And then Amari Brown shows up and he's like, he wasn't even on the board. You know what I mean? Like this guy isn't even a player, but no, but like he players like those in the second round, but I'm saying like, even in the first, like these are, these are rookie picks. These are rookie players. Give me the known commodity in Tyreek Hill. I don't see him dropping in value over the next six to eight months. You know, heading into the season, you could trade him for Amon Ross St. Brown and 223 first, probably. You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing here, guys? It's Hill by a mile. Not even close. Uh, I, I love it. Uh, I couldn't have said it any better myself, and I didn't, so I'll let you say it. <laughs> so, um, listen, that that's the end of our show sheet, and as uh, – as is often said on the addicts that that's the end of our show. So, um, listen, I want to, I want to thank you guys, Scott, Andrew, for coming on. You guys are awesome. This was a ton of fun. Um, again, just throw your Twitter handles out there. So in case somebody's listening and they don't know, uh, where they can find you, which I think is kind of criminal, but listen, sometimes it happens. Um, and uh, let them know anything else you want them to know. Hey, you can find me at Scott underscore Sidlow on Twitter. I mostly just retweet smart people. It makes me seem smart, so I'm all about it. Uh, you can find us Thursday nights on the DAP Network. We will have uh, a good show tomorrow night. We've got uh, uh, Andrew's not on. So the rule is, with the three of us, whichever host isn't on, we blame for everything that goes wrong. So Andrew will take the blame tomorrow night. I will enjoy listening to Rocky bitch about how long we kept Drew tonight, delaying their uh, <laughs> podcast. So that's to be able to be on here with you guys and Andrew and also piss off not only Rocky, but also Outhouse. I mean, this was a complete night for me. Uh, I am thrilled. And uh, thanks so much for having me. I love being on here with you guys. You guys do a great job. And uh, one of one of the most fun ones to be on for sure. Appreciate appreciate you, Andrew. Let them know. Well, I mean, where do I begin? I mean, when I was born in nineteen, 19- no, I'm just kidding. Um, I- I'll say this: I had a great time tonight. Obviously, Timeline is one of my all time favorites. You guys are, you know, OGs to me. I mean, one of my first podcasts, and I was kind of getting into the game and 
you know, always, always respect you guys. I'm a big fans of yours. Glad to call you guys friends. Obviously, Scott, you and I get along. We've, we've done some talks together. We've been through some rants. We've been through some battles. It's, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to this non-point scoring season. Uh, I think it's really going to be, you know, one of those years that I think we all do some things differently. We try something new. We go play IDP. We do Debbie. Like, let's go branch mm. out, right? Yes. Let's go do something new. Let's go try something to make ourselves better at this game. So, and you can find Love me it. at Andrew Hall FF. I'm, I'm, I'm doing articles throughout the uh, non-point scoring season for fantasy pros. You'll see me around. Uh, putting out a bunch of dynasty content. Like Scott said, I, I love the way you put that. Retweeting smart people so I feel smart. That's nailed it. Yep. And that's why you don't see me retweet Rocky at all. I just be honest, like that's Never. I don't retweet him not ever. Once. It just doesn't happen. He's not here to stand up for himself. And he'll probably have a, a, a comment on that on DGN, but that's fine. Uh, but yeah, follow us on Twitter. Obviously, we're, we're you know rotating through, but we've got some amazing guests coming up in February and March on the junkies. So big. you know, check us out at Dynasty Junkies. We're, we're, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. We're going to have some fun names and some fun opinions on Dynasty coming up. So, yeah, keep us posted. Keep us up to date. And I always say last thing, send me a DM. Give me that context. Right. If you want to have you post a trade poll, that's fine. Tag me in those. I'm almost always going to ask a question because that's who I am. But if you want actual information, send me a DM. I'm open. They're, they're fine. Uh, at this point, I can handle them. So keep coming. <laughs> uh, appreciate both you guys. Um, obviously, if you already subscribed to the dap network feed you're you're getting those alerts for when the junkies come on yep. junkies i love the junkies i don't care which two it is i don't care what the what the combo is i, I love it all and andrew you you always bring up context and that's why i love uh find me a trade segment because you get all that context you know what the settings are you know the teams in the league, the whole league, <laughs> what they're what what teams are weak at, where they're strong, what deals can be made, maybe what deals can't be made, uh, and I love that you keep saying, "Hey, context is king," because that's what the find me a trade segment encompasses. It, it's all the context. You know what's going on. So again, if you're following us, hit the bell too, so that you get that alert when we go on, when the junkies go on. Because if you're if you're missing out on the junkies, you're missing out on a lot. It, it is I love when I get that alert on my phone that says, "Hey, they're on live." Or I'm an old man. Sometimes I go to sleep early. I get that alert on my phone that says the podcast is hit, and I can I can listen to it. So thank you to the chat. Uh, chat was awesome, man. We we had Jerry, we had Short Logic, we had. Uh, Calvin and Hobby, Rocky came in for a little bit. There's so many people I know I've missed people and I apologize for that. But thank you for coming on. If you are listening to us in podcast form, thank you for that too. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe if you just you know tripped and fell upon this small little podcast. Uh, do all that stuff. We appreciate it. We read those, uh, we read those reviews, the good and the bad. Um, the bad, hey. If you're uh, if you're funny with it, I'll get a laugh out of it. And obviously, the the good is always nice to read. So you know what? On that note, we are out of here. Late. Mm-hmm.